Hi, welcome to uh, my podcast for Buckingham News this summer term 2019. My name is Jo Mary Hall and I've been very interested in um, electric cars in, in the press and how we're now seeing some really cool electric cars coming onto the market. So I thought I'd spend uh, this first podcast speaking a little bit more about them and why I'm so passionate about them perhaps in the coming weeks. I'll have a look at the sort of perhaps the negative side of it as well, um, some of the safety features, and see uh, what, what's coming up in the media, and see if I can just um, add um, any comments on that. Okay, so last term, my data to story module, I did a little bit of research into the different types of electric vehicles currently on the market in the UK, and of course, um, I think. I just wanted to sort of carry on with this passion because I, 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 I think it's, a, it's such good news for, for the environment. Um, let's start with a few of my own credentials that I think might just sway you into listening about why I'm mad about cars. Um, in the 1990s I married a complete petrol head um, and that means I've been listening to uh, conversations and joining conversations with my uh, husband, my other half, um, such as, wow, look at that Audi, that's the new sports pack, it only costs £35,000, da da da, or hey, look at that new Ducati, um, they've now launched an electric mountain bike, did you know it only costs five grand? So you get the picture, um, I've always, I've always had a husband around me talking about cars, and not only that, my father as well. Um, my dad was driving cars in the 1960s and it has to be said that also he was a mod um, so he had a his scooter and he was flying around leafy Hertfordshire. My dad has had more cars than anyone has probably had hot dinners. He um, in the 70s, um, well uh, sorry, he, now he's 70 years of age, he's slightly slowing down. He used to have a car uh, at least every six months, uh, two or three even on the go, but he has slowed down recently. Um, and at the moment, he's actually got a BMW 2002 um, in a beautiful bright orange, sort of the same colour as a Tango orange can. So uh, so that's a little bit about my background. I'll launch into my electric car extravaganza, and what better place to start than the, the city that's been designed to be different. I'm, I'm living in Milton Keynes, and the city... Um, in a way it's like a hybrid city itself, it's part urban, part countryside and it's built on a grid system, horizontal and vertical roads, roads? <laughs> roads. so it's easy to get around, we have a redway system as well for, for cycling, um, so it's great and I think it's, it really does lend its hand to electric cars in the future. I've been uh, living and most importantly driving in Milton Keynes for 18 years and in that time I've owned a couple of hand-down cars from my dad, was two VW Golfs, they were diesels actually um, and poor, I wasn't, wasn't the best for me to be driving those in terms of, um, I, I don't know, just sort of, I didn't really agree with, with them but they were hand-downs and, and I'm grateful for that. Um, We've also owned um, a beautiful 1979 VW camper van. Uh, and then we've gone completely the other way and we've had things like um, a V6, a Jaguar X 2.5 V6, a Mercedes C-Class compressor. We had an old Porsche Boxster recently and then we switched that to a brand new 
Mercedes CLA 250. Um, we've been going a little bit crazy lately. Um, and finally, we, uh, our family car, have an Audi S3 at the moment. It's small, it's perfect, um, and I love it. Um, the other car in our family is a VW Blue Polo Motion, um, which coming up for three years of owning that. It's almost like having an electric car, and it is my dream to have an electric car, perhaps next year. Um, the Polo has a very modern, efficient engine, low emissions, and overall I love it. It's easy to park. I love the blue motion dials on it that indicate and tell you how efficient your driving is going. Um, the trouble with driving around Milton Keynes uh, is like there's 360 roundabouts. And um, to be honest, um, it's tricky to drive eco-friendly because you're always sort of doing uh, quick starts from roundabouts and uh, you need to sort of accelerate quickly and move off quickly and in a petrol car that that eats the fuel so for that reason i am looking forward to getting an electric car and uh and using that electric power in the the lower gears in the future to to uh get some good racing starts there you go i can't help it i must be a bit of a bit of a racer Okay, let's get to the nitty gritty then and talk about different types of electric cars. Let's have a look at cars. In the last few years, electric cars have really advanced and the I'd say the market is becoming more competitive with Tesla coming up against Nissan, BMW and Jaguar Land Rover. The market is what typically divided between small around town cars like the Renault Zoe and the Nissan Leaf to then the family saloon cars like the, the Tesla Model S. The term electric vehicle is an umbrella term that's broken down into five different types. Um, these types run on different amounts of electric power with some interchanging interchanges, I guess, between other sources of fuel um, that offer you different speeds and has a different effect on the environment itself so the types of electric vehicles can be broken down into a battery electric or an all electric vehicle that's known as a BEV and then we've got hybrid electric vehicles which are electricity with part petrol or diesel um, and these are the HEVs then we have a plug-in hybrid electric vehicles Again, electricity with some petrol or diesel with uh, just an acronym of PHEV. And we have extended range vehicles, uh, E for electric and then REVs. And then there's another final one, which is fuel cell electrical vehicles, I think. And that's a F for Freddy or fuel in this case, CEVs electricity with hydrogen so the first category battery electric vehicles they're also known as pure electric vehicles they don't have a petrol engine or a fuel tank or an exhaust pipe well-known electric cars such as the Tesla X and the Nissan Leaf are battery electric vehicles BEVs BEV 
type of vehicles are plug-in electric vehicles. They use a, an external outlet to charge the battery, um, but it's also recommended that you have a home point for charging efficiently as well. These fully electric vehicles also have an internal way of charging their own battery through um, regenerative braking and the regenerative braking uses the effort of slowing the vehicle down so so when sorry when the vehicle is slowing down it recharges its internal battery making the most of the um, kinetic and the heat energy from uh, from the car's waste. Popular electric only vehicles. Um, in, I've done this in an alphabetical order to try and make it a little bit easier. Um, at the moment, I had the Audi e-tron, BMW i3, uh, I can never say this, Hyundai, Ionic, Hyundai Kona Electric, a Jaguar I-Pace, the Kia Soul, the Kia e Nero, uh, the fully electric Mini, the Nissan Leaf, Renault Zoe, Tesla Model S, Tesla X, Toyota RAV4, and Volkswagen Eagle. The battery electric vehicles, the electricity is stored within onboard high capacity battery packs. The battery packs are used for all the electronics with the BEV along with the actual electric motor and BEVs get extra green points because they um, compared to other types of electric vehicles they do not um, well they're not, don't, not creating any harmful emissions I think today the BEVs are the strongest contender um, to petrol cars they're, they're best for a short to medium commute like school run, commute to work or doing a weekly shop you'll also be able to use your BEV for a day outing maybe at the weekend take a family trip visit friends um, and maybe if you're considering like a small trip for, for work as well um, the range is getting is getting longer for these vehicles and um, it, it, it does sort of become it becomes sort of interesting to start having a look at their range because um, if you are doing a, a short commute then there's possibly a potential that um, you could look at the cost of, of running an electric vehicle. So the next um, category of car is a hybrid electric vehicle. I suppose the technology is a little bit older but of course they're always updating it. If the, the fully electric car is probably the best well-known type of electric vehicle then the hybrid is, is your second well-known vehicle I would suggest. It's um, a hybrid electric vehicle um, are probably what most drivers will know about. Um, if they know about hybrids because we have for example Toyota Prius everybody probably knows that car and remembers it remembers it when it sort of started being used um, in, in cities conventional hybrids are in fact powered by your fossil fuel your petrol your diesel and electricity with a, um, a hybrid they 
begin by using the electric motor. The conventional power source then kicks in when higher speeds are needed or when the weight of the vehicle necessitates more power. The electric battery is then charged through the regenerative braking systems I already mentioned. Um, and it's not, not through an external source. The two motors in a conventional hybrid are controlled by an internal computer system and then that system makes the decisions on whether the uh, whether to use electrical petrol. There are probably different classifications of a hybrid electric vehicle according to the amount of power um, and it's, I mean, that, that's also got a funny name. It's called the drivetrain. The amount of power is, is, is what's called. There's a full hybrid, like the Toyota Prius, um, Ford Escape hybrid, and the Ford Fusion hybrid. Then there's the next level of hybrid, the Toyota Camry. Um, and that's priced quite nicely, just under £30,000. Then there's also mid-hybrid, which is a vehicle that cannot drive like just on its own by electric motor because it doesn't have enough power, like the Honda Civic Hybrid. Um, and then uh, a plug-in hybrid, which uh, we'll come on to in a second. So the hybrid electric vehicles are great for short, like medium journeys. They can also uh, make a longer journey and getting to and from the office, taking the family to school on shopping trips, are uh, they're all they're all doable in a hybrid electric vehicle. Yeah, it's a good choice of car. A uh, bit of a workhorse. Um, yeah, I think it's good. So the next category is where you have like the plug-in side of the hybrid. It's called a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle or PHEV. P-H-E-V for short um, and it does exactly what it says on the tin so it's like an electric battery car fully electric car can be charged using an external charger and it uses conventional fuels for its second motor in the same way as the conventional hybrid in fact uh, because of this the PEVs have been found to save up to 60% in energy costs compared to other hybrids. One way in which a plug-in hybrid differs from a conventional hybrid is that since they use an external charger for the electric motor they're able to have a zero emission range. The zero emission range is when a car or van that emits 75 grams per kilometer of CO2 or less. And this is an important factor in making sure that the vehicles, especially cars, are greener. Another way the plug-in differs from a standard hybrid is that they can travel at a low speed for a short distance before the, the conventional engine uh, activates. So with plug-in, at least some of the models they are able to travel up to 40 miles say before gas uh, before the gas power is needed so it means that driving a plug-in would suit people who are driving mostly on country roads or between villages rather than on a motorway 
or like a really long journey. The battery for a plug-in is perhaps unsurprisingly significantly smaller than a fully electric car which means that although it's capable of making shorter journeys on electric power the conventional combustion engine is is still needed for the longer trip. So a list of popular plug-ins vehicles I had a look I've got the, Ch the Chevy Volt more in America Ford Fusion Energia or Energy Mercedes GLE 55e a Mini Cooper SE Countryman Audi A3 e-tron BMW X5 uh, X Drive 40s the Audi A3 uh, e-tron I've just said that haven't I yeah I've said that the Volvo XC90 uh, also I looked at the VW Golf GTE Mitsubishi Outlander Prior's plug-in. The next category is extended range vehicle, E-Rev. So extended range vehicles have much more range of power source to choose from, which also means that depending on the model of E-Rev, how and when it, it uses each of them varies widely. So for example, the Toyota Prius favors its petrol engine over its electric power. Um, what else can I say? Yeah, electric rev powered with a conventional engine, like your petrol, a plug-in battery pack and an electric motor. So that's the main difference there. This combination aims to allow, I suppose, the vehicle to complete most types of journey with electric power but with combustion engine as a backup. In reality, how effective this is comes down to the model of the vehicle with, for example, some vehicles offering a range of 125 miles on pure electric power. Um, so to put it in perspective, the current EU target for vehicles is 95 grams of CO2 per kilometre, meaning electric revs are exceeding that goal. But that's, that's all good. Um, types of extended range vehicles are some of my favourite. BMW i3, BMW i8, the Chevrolet, I can never say that word, Chevrolet Volt, and the Vauxhall Ampura. Ampura. So, the final one is a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle. My final type um, fuel cell vehicle that's SCBS. Um, it has a fuel cell stack that uses the hydrogen. It creates the electricity needed to power the wheels of the vehicle. A little bit different. Interestingly, the um, fuel cell vehicles are hybrids, but not in the way that we might expect. So they they do not use an internal combustion engine. They use a battery or an ultra capacitor um, type of fuel cell. Um, since fuel cell electric vehicles aren't charged, you can refill them at a refilling station. Instead of petrol though, you refill them with hydrogen. It takes between three and five minutes to refuel, which is much shorter than the charge time for even the fastest fully electric car. 
they have a range of 300 miles between refueling, which means that they utilize electric power without limiting your travel distances. So definitely one to watch out for for the future. Currently, my list of fuel cell electric vehicles is the Honda uh, FCX Clarity, Hyundai Nexo, Mercedes-Benz F-Cell, uh, River Simple Razor, Toyota Mirror. So finding the right type of electric vehicle for your needs, um, I think at the moment it's a big project. It's going to take a while. The performance, from I can, from what I can gather, is unique to each individual model of electric car, whether pure or hybrid. How the speed, the environmental impact, and distance measure up to the needs of your lifestyle will have a like a determining effect on which type of electric vehicle you're going to go for. If you don't have to travel across the country and want to be green as possible, then the BEV, the fully electric vehicle or battery electric vehicle, is the one for you. It's ideal. If you want to use an electric, uh, a little electric, without sacrificing or losing your power then the plug-in hybrid would um, probably be your best option the the plan going forward for this podcast will be to just have a look at things as they unfold in the next few weeks pop up to some of the um pop out i think i'm going to pop out and give some box pops visit the electric experience car center uh, in milton Keynes. um have a have a look around at electric cars that i just see in my local area that i'm living see if there's any popular ones to download a copy of this week's podcast simply click on the download button from the podbean website if you would like to email if you would like an email of this week's podcast, um, I can send you the script. It's joemaryhall at gmail.com and I can send you some information that way. So that about wraps it up for this week. Next week, I'm going to have a look at how media and the government are influencing and persuading us to all consider pushing a button in the future and um, ditching the, petri- the petrol pump. Uh, what incentives as well are out there and what the journalists have been saying okay, what, yeah, what the journalists have been saying about it in the public in the public arena as well thanks for listening to the show today hope you have a great week and we'll catch up next week bye for now